everyone to the view from the bus. I'm Bob Reef. I'm the executive director of San Diego Sport Innovator, located here in Southern California, beautiful San Diego. The view from the bus is not from the uh, city bus, but it's from my old bus, the 66 Volkswagen. During the pandemic, it seemed like a good opportunity to drive up and down PCH and talk to some of the legends of surf. So we talked to a lot of the, the founders and talked about how they started the business back in the day. But what I'd like to do with the ensuing episodes now is, is change up the format and talk to the pioneers of the current market as they go forward with their companies into what is really a new future. You know, the old days of magazine advertising are gone and they've been replaced by something else. So in this episode, we're gonna to talk to a young Chilean friend of mine, an entrepreneur, Cristobal Maria, about his very interesting brand and a very interesting path that he's found into marketing which I think is indicative of the future. So, uh, Cristobal, good morning and, and welcome to this episode. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Bob. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you here. So, Cristobal, I mean, you're a Chilean. We're in Solano Beach, California today. And how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy, crazy story. A long story, but I'm going to do it super short. I created this, this product with, with, a, with a couple of friends down in Chile almost 13 years ago. And, you know, we were like going out camping and everything. And, and we hated that kind of being like completely stuck in this mummy sleeping bag or rectangular bags. And we said it should be a better way of camping, right? So, and I mean, the idea that you're in this kind of square or very tight body shapes sleeping bag is like you're being in a burrito or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a burrito said, you know, we, we love going out camping in Patagonia and everything, and, and but we hated it at the same time. So, we said, why don't we do this like insulated kind of onesie and that's where the kind of idea came from and then moving forward so um, just just for a minute so everybody understands so basically it's a sleeping bag with arms and legs exactly exactly <laughs> it's, it's a crazy idea it's a crazy silly idea you know that took off like 12 years ago down in chile and then you know we we started to export it right away to europe and the u.s and then four years later um with a little bit of money from, from family full and friends, I came to San Diego and I've been here since then. So it's gonna be almost 10 years now. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing after 10 years, you're an overnight success. That's <laughs> what everyone's kind of telling me. It's you know? a pretty common story, you know, in our, in our industry. That it takes, seems like it takes 10 years to, to resonate, but it's, a, it's super interesting. And I think the, the, the core element of this conversation going forward is this thing called a silk bag. Yeah. So can you share us with what is a silk and what, what is a silk bag? Yeah, so the silk name comes from, a, from a, a, a tribe down in Chile named the silk Nams, that they were nomads and they were like bare naked in Patagonia, super mm -hmm. cold and everything. But they, so that's where we came with the idea of like being nomad, like moving around but at the same time being, you know, warm and, and, and cozy because this tribe like used this like big fur mm -hmm. uh, to go around and, and they were always warm and like in, in extreme wow. low temperatures. So that's where the kind of idea came in, you know, being free to roam, mm -hmm. you know, with this uh, human shaped sleeping bag at the same time being cozy and warm. Well, it's it's so interesting that, so it's 13 years ago more or less that, yes. you, that you aligned yourself with the the silk idea of, of nomad and, and, and wandering. And then fast forward, let's not give the story away, but fast forward to the future, how very important that idea of wandering, maybe van life, 
yeah. uh, has, has, has developed into such a current idea. Exactly. But be, before we get go there, in those ensuing years prior to, to pandemic, you had a pretty traditional approach to the market, did you not? Yeah, we, we, we came, as a, well, we are still a super small brand and, and humble brand, and, and we, coming from a small country, from Chile, which is only 17 million, you know, population it's almost like Southern California population we came with the idea like to sell to the we always see like the REIs of the world to sell them into the states and, and Europe whatever and 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 we always try to go after that you know going to the, like the local retail stores and, and do that wholesale sales like the usual kind of thing but then we pretty kind of we we realized pretty soon that wasn't kind of the, the, the right way to do it. Well, I, before, you know? before you, you even evolve into that, I, I think that what's interesting is for people listening to, to this conversation, you have to imagine a sleeping bag with arms and legs. Yeah, that's, right. that's fundamental. Second thing is probably, I mean, my first thought was you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it didn't make sense until I thought a little bit more about it, and I did not understand the market. So basically, you were pioneering a completely new product in a traditional market completely you know we got rejected the first seven years i would say i would say you know we had several no's and no's of everyone was saying yeah, that's a really cool stuff but no thanks you yeah. know who would buy it right that yeah who would buy it this yeah. is you know is this a coverall this is a, a snowsuit this is what it is no i don't get it you know yeah. super cool idea super cool that you're from chile and everything yeah. but no thanks yeah you know well, I mean, I, I sort of went through that before I really got to know you better. And uh, but, in, but in spite of that, you got some of the leading retailers in the world to support this. Yes, yes. And we have been very lucky, I would say, the past four or five years. You know, the, even though in the beginning, a couple, we got some, some, some good traction from some retailers, big retailers here in the U.S., but again, being a small company, you know, that you need working capital, inventory, marketing, all that stuff. And I, would, I was doing everything by myself almost. I, I wasn't ready to, to go into market per se. So it was like a, a natural transition the first five, seven years to find out like the right spot, how to market your product, how to, how to kind of a sell the idea kind of thing and, and to, and to listen to from from our customers what they like or didn't like, so we can kind of you know make the changes on the product in order to be a market product product fit. Right. You know. But uh, so so basically, you have distribution, you know, REI and Mountain Equipment Co-op in Canada and yes. similar. Yes. So so right now we're yeah so right now we're REI we're MEC and also we have nine countries distributed like all over Europe, Asia. South America and, and, and that. So. Well, I, I have to admire the results that you have because I know you are basically a one-man operation <laughs> plus amigos who are pitching in here and there to make it happen. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I've been almost doing it by myself. I, I, in, in the way, I can deny that that I've been with some friends and, 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 and business partners that helped me, but mostly I've been doing it by myself this 13, 12 years now. Well, you have a pretty amazing skill set, but so the interesting thing for all, for all of us, I think, in this in this market sector of sport, active, and healthy living, which is our industry basically here in, in San Diego, lifestyle industry. The pandemic had some pretty amazing impacts on on a, a lot of us. 
I mean, the, the people who were in team sports or events were particularly hard hit, but the people who were making products that would coincide with people's new idea of travel or, or health really prospered. So what happened to soap bags at this time? Oof, everything changed, to be, to be honest, from night to day, you know, like probably everyone, you know, things were like super scary in the beginning. And, but those changes allow us to, to do some, some, some things on, on the company, uh, the brand, to make it more viable or, or more, how can I say it, like more interesting, you know, for, for the consumer at the end of the day. But, you know... Well, well let's, let's just pause for right there, because the consumer, as, as we've discussed in the past, you know, Christopher, I, I think this is the the biggest revolution since World War II in America. Everything has changed. I think so. I mean, your kids are online technologists now. They're five years old. They're going to school online. But, you know, it's amazing what's happening. And the liberation of, of people from the traditional work day has been amazing for Americans. I mean, unlike Europeans, you know, the average person here in the U.S. works 50, days, 50 weeks a year. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to maybe 46 in other places. Yeah. So now we have this newfound freedom, and, and suddenly, you know, I, I think a lot of products, unique products, started to make a lot more sense. And I, I think that's where you found yourself, right? Exactly. You know, until like the pandemic, everything was like set to normal in terms of, of branding, you know, on how to do things, yeah. and marketing, or sell things. Uh, with the pandemic, everything changed, you know. Suddenly, stores were starting to go online, marketing expenditure and, and, and customer acquisition on, on paid media starting to go up. So you needed to find different ways to, to do it, you know. So that, you know, that's why we started to do different things and, 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 and start changing things. So, you know? so in case there are other young entrepreneurs listening, so the, you, you grew in a, in a normal way, demand took off, Stores were closed. Yeah. People started buying in new ways, and basically, then you're faced with the the ever increasing cost of the acquisition for customers, and that 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 price rose. You know, it started to go from you know the 40s, 50s, 60s, 100, 125, dollars. Yeah. And for a product that basically is mostly a one-time purchase and retails somewhere under 150 bucks more yeah. or less, right? Exactly. So you were up against it. You you were using, I imagine, Facebook yeah, and the, all the traditional the things. traditional things expensive expensive super yeah. expensive you know PR and all the kind of basic yeah. kind of marketing tactics that uh, out there you know. So did you get struck by lightning or have an aha moment or what happened because uh, you just stopped doing that right? Yeah, we stopped doing it. I would say like a year and a half, almost two years now. It's because, you know, it was a little bit frustrating seeing kind of the same results all over and over again. And, and, and you know, and, and also as a consumer that, that I'm usually, I'm purchasing the stuff all over the place, being like sold all the time for the product and trying mm -hmm. to get the, the same ad and the same things all over, all over again, the email, 10 emails a day, hey, this is the best sale of the world, you have to kind of buy now. Yeah. You know, people don't want to have that anymore. You know, people want to talk to brands and, and, and don't want it to get sold every single minute or day, you know. So that's why we kind of, between the, 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 the customer acquisition cost that went up, well, because of the pandemic, because everything was going online, and then, you know, seeing that everyone was doing the same, I think, we 
And you're not the same. We're not the, we're not the same product. We're not like another sleeping bag or not another another mag or, or whatever it is. You know, uh, we need to change things up. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, we started doing like different things and experimenting and, and doing like other non-traditional kind of a, uh, marketing tactics that has been working amazingly good, I would say, the past six to eight months, you know, so. I would say so too. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's look at that because basically you pivoted away from all paid social. Is that right? Yes. You stopped. Yeah, I stopped no it more. last year. Yeah, and, no more. Well, you can't go dark. So what did you do? I started, well, it was a, it's a, it was, it was a little bit frightening at, at the beginning, but we went, but we said, well, you know, we, it's amazing how our customers and our fan base, we call it like a self back fam, family, they're so raging fans of, of our brand. Mm-hmm. So we said, let's talk to them directly. Let's, let, you know, let's, let's ask them what they like, what they don't like. Let's, let's do things for them. And then we started to see that, you know, we started going after them and talking to them and, and communicating with them and doing stuff together. But um, how, how are you communicating? Through social, through, you know, through DMs and even, even I, I have like, when someone purchases a cell bag, there's a letter from, from me to, to them that they can reply and goes di- directly to my inbox. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have that kind of direct communication so we can know exactly what the customer needs, what the customer like or don't like, you know, so that's that would fit back in order to start. All right, so you, so you changed the kind of, that we say in English, blocking and tackling. You, you changed from the old school basics to kind of the new school basics, like communicating with people and, and not putting bye, bye, bye in front of all your communication, but just trying to increase the family. And you told me uh, some time ago that you you came upon a strategy basically to see how many eyeballs you could get on your brand. Yes. So how did you do that? Yeah, so we started to, with all this kind of a TikTok kind of a era, if you want to call it that way, the past, I don't know, 12 or 18 months, we said, why don't we kind of try, go in and, and try it out, you know? And and we started to do that, you know, we started to, to, to seed products to different customers and, and you know, content creators and to see what, what what's happening, you know. And okay, so, but just offer, it's like for, you know, I'm a few years older than you are, like four decades older than my colleague here. But it, this, is a, this is a big, this is really a, a big change. TikTok is, is not this Chinese dance thing, no. right? It's, it's evolved itself and it's become a principal competitor to the, the big tech here yeah. in the US, right? Completely, completely. And, you know, and, and if you see now YouTube with YouTube Shorts is going after them and, and copying them as well. Pinterest also had kind of a launch a, a new platform from Idea and, and all the other kind of a, as well. And, right. and all this kind of a technology, social media platforms are, are, are like content creators, centralized kind of thing. Right. You know, uh, center, sorry. So we said. So when you say that, so there's content creators who are creating these principally videos. Exactly, right. videos and, and right. images and and, and. and then there are influencers within that group as well that are not exactly. necessarily content creators, but maybe. Just socially involved. Socially involved, yeah. yeah. And and what we what we decided to do that is that you know over the span of 13, 12 years, being a super small company, I was always struck and, and amazed how when when people have a cell bag and bought a cell bag, you know how 
how in love we were in, in, with the cell back. And, and, and we rely on them at the end of the day, like mouth to mouth, rather than doing like marketing stuff. So we say, okay, if we kind of try to go after these content creators and, and have a genuine relationship with them and say, hey, we don't have money to give you because mostly all, all, the, all the content creators ask you for, for money. But hey, this is where this cool new brand, this is a, a fun stuff. Hey, do you want to have for free and, you know, and, and create a, um, a piece of video or image for us, you know, no strings attached, whatever you want to do. And, and, and you know, we, we jump on that, we try that. And 99 out of 100 that we reach, they say, yes, this is amazing. This is really cool. I'd love to try it, you know. And, and so you just go to a content creator, you, you see his or her work, you like it, Yeah. you send an email or whatever, a text and say, hey, would you be interested in collaborating with me on a yeah. project? Exactly. That's simple. That's simple, but at oh. the same time, we, we tie it in with a little bit of data behind, meaning yeah. that, you know, we try to to see, you know, if that content creator, it's it's it has the, the right fit, the right vibe, the right mm -hmm. kind of a feeling of the brand, mm -hmm. and also we tie in with a little bit of, of, of engagement rate, you know, mm -hmm. certain engagement rate, because as you know that there's a lot of brands that they have like 200,000, 500,000 followers, but they, they comment like two or three person on a post, so yeah. the engagement rate is super, super low. Right. So I will always say that I really, pref I, I, I prefer to have 1,000 followers but 999 kind of comment or, or right. talk with it or whatever. Engage. Engage, exactly. Yeah. So we went into like super, not even micro-influencers, like really, really micro, micro, micro-influencers. Mm -hmm. No more than 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. And what we, what we learned is that all these people that, all these creators that they say yes, they were com completely crazy about the, the stuff, like and the product and ourselves. They, they loved it. And, and rather than give us like one or, or, or two images or, or videos, content, they ended up like doing like five, 10, 15, 20, like in a span of months. And, and now we, we, we have like over a hundred influences, you wanna call it, that we kind of wanna call it like part of our you know, ambassadors or, or family that, that they're completely in love with the Selbeg and, and, and the product and how versatile and useful it is and they're creating content for us not even ask them them to do it which is amazing you know and that spreads yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that spreads the word out and, and it's also authentic straight from the heart exactly yeah. and, and we always say hey we don't have money we don't have marketing dollars to do maybe in, in the future maybe we can do that but for now it's it's right you know it can give you a, a bag a self bag in, in exchange of a video or image and uh, and and that gives right out of the gate like a genuine relation because if you pay someone up front Oh, obviously they're gonna say this is a basic product, this is really yeah. cool, whatever. Right. But not having that is a general relation. So yeah. if they don't like it, they're probably gonna say it, or they're not gonna do anything. Right. But ninety-nine of of hundred, they 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 start posting and mm -hmm. and, and seeing a lot of they're bringing us a lot of content and, and really cool stuff. Well, the thing that struck me, and you know, I hope that people who are listening to the podcast go to to the Silk Bank website and see some of these videos 
because the, the videos are very revealing. First of all, the company ethos, I think, is there. You know, this is a family business. It's small. It's not big. And, and it's lighthearted. That's what struck me. I mean, the self-bag is uniquely set up for TikTok because it's, 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 it's a fun idea. Yeah. But what people were doing with them, it caught me off guard. <laughs> I mean, to see it being a stable in, in van life from the two, two girls that... Yeah. One girl jumps out of the van in the morning in a cold environment. I think it was up north somewhere. Yeah. She's wearing a salt bag and she starts talking about how warm she feels. She does her exercise, you know, and suddenly it all makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we see like people jumping off a uh, plane skydiving with the cell bag or skiing or, or things that we never thought that were possible to do. And, yeah. and that's the fun and joy that we always try to put front and center of, of the brand. Yeah. You know, being from Chile, South America, for us, having fun and enjoy life, that's our ethos and yeah. that's our main thing. And and next come, you know, kind of a selling or this time. We always yeah. try to give as much as value as possible without trying to get a credit card in exchange. Yeah, you know? I understand that. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So, so this is a, a cool story. So, you know, you... You, you keep your traditional retail, but you find a way to create awareness all around the world, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Not just all around Southern California or Central Chile, or, <laughs> but all around the world. And, and so are there any metrics in this? I mean, what happened? Your goal was to try and get some eyeballs on the, on the website. What happened? Yeah, we doubled, tripled the traffic, you know, the past six to eight months. This, we're like a holiday season. We have having the, the best holiday season ever in our company uh, history. I, I, I wouldn't think that it's, it's because of this. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't kind of measured the data yet, but we are seeing this massive kind of a, like Ponzi scheme, I want to call it, you know, <laughs> that people start talking, other people see it, and yeah. then other people see it, you know, yeah. and say, oh, this is cool, and I've seen you guys, this is really cool, I would like to kind of work with you. and. And when we kind of approach to 50 or 100 kind of influencers, whatever, now we have like 300 or 400 like asking us to work with them and, and, and we receive three to 10 content out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Hey, this so is your, awesome. Your, your creation costs are zero. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we'll, you know, and, and that's, that's how we kind of started in the beginning, mm -hmm. being a, a, a very new kind of product and you know and, and, and complete people caught the eye and start talking to other one mm -hmm. but now we're with this platform we're doing that at scale kind of thing so we want to kind of do it more in a scale and 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 that will bring the, the the brand to more eyeballs and hopefully you know start uh, people other people and, and retailers or whatsoever or, or, or even you know you know what I'm gonna say websites and, and PR firms or, or magazines yeah. look at us and, and say oh this is cool I've well, seen it and well you've had some notable achievements I mean you're on the inside cover of the REI catalog yeah, that's not too bad but you know the to come back to it though when you say at scale a typical video, if you created your own video and, and went through the process that you discussed, what kind of viewership would you get as opposed to the content that's coming from outside? You know, the the typical kind of a, a engagement video that, that's like you post on uh, social media naturally is like less than 5%. Yeah. So if we have like 30,000 followers, I don't know, it's less 1,500, 2,000 views or whatsoever. But when we start, but when others start doing this, we have seen 8 million views, 
9 million views, wow. you know, 10 million views, and we have seen like like in 3, 4, 5, and 10 other videos. So now if you search on, on, on self-bag on TikTok or, 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 Insta, or on Instagram, on TikTok we have like more than 8 million views, and again, we started like doing that, I would say, 3, 4 months ago. Yeah. You know, so the eyeballs kind of thing, it's, it's kind of working. Mm -hmm. Now it's the it's, it's the next step is like how you translate all these views and all this, you know, eyeballs mm -hmm. into a funnel that, you know, it can go into, you know, into your website and start talking with this, with this viewers. Yeah, and start to create more revenue. But uh, I think it's really an, an amazing achievement. And when you talk about scale in, in a small business and then you have 8 million views, it's yeah. like... Wow! Exactly. We, we probably we never got that kind of a use in, mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the past ten years, you know. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of achieving it in the, in the past four or five months. So it's it's really incredible with all this kind of platform are doing, and I think it's 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 really relevant for small brands to to start doing that now, and even for big brands, you know, being flexible, as you say, you know, the world has changed. I've been in this industry for over over 15 years and been in this country for the last 10 i had like you said i haven't seen so much change in in all sense oh, in, in the past two three years so you have to be open-minded and trying new things and and, and and do a b testings and see what 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 sticks out there mm -hmm. because it's a different world you know the, the pain media stuff yes you have to do it but it's not the hundred. It's not the only thing that you can do. Now you have to communicate with your with your customers in, in a more. You have to listen to them. Mm -hmm. uh, so the social listen, as as I always say, you know, talk to. They, they don't want to call you on the phone. They're going to message you through Instagram or Facebook or even TikTok. Mm -hmm. And now you have to, to to be present for them there. You know? Yeah. So well, I think that that's that's part of the lesson. I'm just sitting here thinking about you know. You followed a pretty traditional path. When you, you, you had a unique product, that's great. Yeah. You invented yourself, that's great. And then you fell into the traditional path of trying to get it to retail. So you spent 10 years doing what everybody else does. Yeah. And uh, trying, trying to make a product that retailers can sell. I mean, the, the, the goal that I'm thinking about myself in my life, and we often created products for retailers. Back in the Merrill days, we needed LL Bean. They had seven million people on uh, on their catalog list. We couldn't we couldn't reach that kind of scale. So if we could just sell them one product, of course, it helped out. Yeah. You know, and I think you were doing a, a traditional thing, saying trying to create product. But but the lesson, the pivot point, I think, for young entrepreneurs is all about active listening, having a brand with ethos that people can believe in, putting the product before the sale. And then, you know, you lucked out because your product is lighthearted. And when you put it out, especially in TikTok, you discovered that there are people all around the world that have a, a wonderful sense of amusement, that love to be outside, that found creative uses for your product, I think beyond what the founder's dream was, right? You know, we, we came into US with an idea of like a super technical kind of product and everything. And then, this is always, I, I, I say the same story, like the first month, we were like we were in, in the in in PC magazine and Xbox magazine and PlayStation magazine as this product to use for the gamers when they play online video games in their in in, in their couch you know <laughs> and and we say no this is not for that you know we're like crazy about it but then 
thinking it a little bit later, it was the best thing that happens to us because mm -hmm. it opened our minds and said, the product, you usually kind of create a product, create a brand in, within four walls. Mm -hmm. But when it's out there, the product is, uh, you know, out of, of the consumers. The consumers are, are, your, your, are the ones that create that for you. Yeah, it finds so, its place. It finds its place. Yeah. And, and we did a lot of changes after that, you know. So you gave up on being the new Patagonia <laughs> in month two? Yeah, <laughs> completely. <laughs> of course, you know, we're saying, yeah, we're going to... We're gonna do the Patagonia and we're like the typical like business plan. This is what Patagonia is doing, North yeah. Face, Marmor, whatever. Yeah. And then everything goes, you know, to the trash when yeah. you know these kind of things happen. Yeah. Well I, I think the the critical thing is to be open minded. Yeah. And you know, and take what comes. I think Guy Kawasaki talked about that in the art of the start. That you know, get your product out there. The consumers will fix it and find a place for it. Completely agree. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to accept that. Right? You have to be because there's a lot of you know founders that they they're completely in love with the product. You have to, of course, but at the same time, you have to be flexible and to listen yeah. to your customers because those are the ones that are using it and they mm -hmm. they buy from you, they purchase from you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, in, in some ways, I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean, you remind me a little bit of the, of the, the dog that chases the car for three years and suddenly catches it. <laughs> now what? You know, we've got all, exactly. these, all these views and whatnot. And I know one of the realities of the responses that you've, you've gotten through TikTok and others is, is basically it's a pretty heavy workload. So you found a platform that actually facilitates some of this, right? Yes, we, you know, because there's a ton of work communicating with, with the influencers and going back and forth and sending the product and, 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 and following back, you know, with, with, with the content that they create and to upload and everything. So we were like completely, you know, full hands on that. Mm -hmm. So we, we start searching for a platform that kind of automized like everything. And we found one. I don't know if we can say the, the, sure, the platform can. on it. Sure. I'm not, you know, affiliated or anything, but we find this platform called Aspire that help us, you know, to to do all this manual work in just like one platform and it's connected to our website and they can you know, we can create like orders through that and, and everything. We can even set up codes for our affiliates and we can pay them through the platform. So do everything like more more automatically than manually. Right. So that 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 help us to able to 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 scale this. Right. Of, uh, yeah. So the, the workload could exceed the benefit, right? You exactly. New swamp. So now you found this as a, a way to simplify. Exactly. But it's a. It's really interesting. I I, I think you you know, first of all, that your experience has, has led you to really a portal into the future. I think that this is the way. Business is going to be done. And you said something when we were talking a couple of weeks ago. You actually tried an online sale. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being flexible, you know, we, we, we often do things that we want to try things out. Like, like I was saying, you have to try things out. And we did a 15-minute flash sale. And I said, ah, it's not going to work, you know. But we're going to do it anyway. And we sold, like... 15 bags or 20 bags in the span of 15 minutes, Amazing. which was crazy. I never kind of thought it would happen. And we, we just literally kind of put my phone on Instagram live and we put a, I, I bought a, a, a counter from Amazon, like 15 bucks. We put it out there with a 15 minute countdown 
hey, flash sale, X percent, 20%, 25% off, go. And suddenly we start seeing like sales coming in and said, wow, this is crazy. I never thought it would happen. And well, and that's what we talk about, about li the life stuff and all this yeah. kind of uh, stuff that is well, coming. Uh, you, yeah, know. Q you, you said to me, this could be the QVC of the world, of the world market. Mm. as opposed to the U.S. market. That's a big idea. Yeah. That's a really big idea, but maybe we can examine that in the future. But one of the things that, that I think is so interesting in the, in the market channel development, let's remember we all started at brick and mortar retail and we really like it, right? Yeah, sure. People tell our stories well there and so on. But what, what you've done is, is really a hard thing for a small brand in a global market, and that is you're creating consumer awareness all around the world, all around your retail outlets. Yeah. So when you, when a small brand goes to somebody like REI and says, hey, I've been working on, you know, trying to create awareness for you. This month we reached 8 million consumers <laughs> through our TikTok efforts and we hope that that develops into business for you. Yeah. That's a big gift. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, it's amazing. And, 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 you know, I usually go to, to, to the stores and see, you know, and talk to, you know, to, to the people down there that, that selling our stuff and everything. And it, it amazes me that every single time someone tells me, hey guys, I see you on, on TikTok or on Instagram, I yeah. see you everywhere. And again, we see you everywhere, but where is that? Because yeah. it's, it's not that we're like, we have like a thousand people in marketing stuff. Again, yeah. we're like two people working in, in, in our business and and people telling us to see us everywhere. So, oh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Well, so. well, I, I mean, think one of the fun stories in, in, in our all our youths is the David and Goliath story. And you, you are definitely the little guy in the big kingdom there. And uh, I think it, it's it's really been a, a fun experience to get to know you. And I hope that people that are listening to this take take note, especially young entrepreneurs, that it's it's great to talk to people who've already been there before, but but the there is not there anymore. The there is in the future. Yeah. And what used to be is really in the museum. So yeah, completely agree. And again, I always say to, to young entrepreneurs or to a small business like, like ours, you know, be open-minded, try things, listen up, you know, listen to your, your customers. They are the, the, the best sales rep, marketing person, even, you know, CEO, CFO kind of thing. So listen to them and, 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 and be flexible on it. And even for the big brands, the, the same thing, you know. And, and, and be curious, you know. Yeah. Try new things. The, the world, it's completely different now. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, the, there's that old story about, you know, the, the one animal that an elephant fears is a mouse because he might run up his trunk, <laughs> you know. With the, bigger, the bigger companies are, find themselves in an uncomfortable position because they are not nimble. Yeah. Making a pivot is hard when you have whatever, 200, 500, 5,000 employees, you don't just change your mind. So this is the advantage of, of being young in attitude, being good listeners, being small and nimble. Yeah. You know, okay. I, I yeah. think entrepreneurs like you are, are the basis for the future, and I, I wish you all the best. And Selk is going to do great. It's S-E-L-K. S-E-L-K-B-A-G. There you go. Thanks and a you, lot. Yeah, you can go to selkbagusa.com, selkbagusa.com, that's our website. All right, we'll do it. Thanks so much. Appreciate thanks so it. Much no, no, thanks for having me. Great. Thank you. That's it for, for today's episode. Fantastic. Look into the future.